Yeah, 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 I'm so sorry. So sorry. Forgive her, please. I am very late today. Today and tomorrow are extremely busy days. I had, I had hoped I could, you know, even redo my set. I still haven't done that. So anyway. They are installing my uh, Spectrum internet right now. Now, it's going to take three days for them to trench from where it's actually located all the way up my driveway to my house. But that means, hopefully, by next week for the big event, we will be able to stream in 1080p and it won't be dropping frames. I do suspect that is holding me back a little bit because it gets frustrating uh, for, for viewers. Um, so I'm really, really happy. It was not a cheap investment. It's dollars $24,000 just to run the cable. Um, but I think uh, long-term, that's what we want. We want to put on a better show. Rumble wants me to do better with my live streams, get better numbers. So, yeah. And, you know, if you look at the investment, twenty-three, it was like 23000 and some change that I had to pay. I'll go from paying $1,500 a month for internet to 200. So it'll pay for itself over time. You know, that's at least my, my copium. The spectrum internet service any good. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It will not be fiber. No fiber optic out here would be like two G's a month. I tried to get fiber optic. If you've been around, um, you know, I I've talked about my saga with, uh, uh, you see my saga with the fiber internet. I tried to do it. Yeah, I'm not going to stream in 4K or anything. That's crazy. But 1080p, like 60 frames a second with, you know, crispy video, I think is plenty. Like super plenty. You could have done the trench and condo for $4,000. Yeah, that's not the major cost. The major cost is bringing it up the road, which I cannot do. That's not my property. Um, yeah, so. Uh, saw red wine. Yeah. Yeah, the new Blink record is pretty good. I meant to get, what I meant to do for this set was uh, I wanted to have all of the, all of the um, prizes for the giveaway up, but they're not all here yet. How was Starlink? Starlink's uh, great. And be honest, I mean, the business class has allowed me to stream. It has allowed me to run my business. I, I don't use the, the personal one, the, the personal plan, which is like 120. But I know several people with it, and it's fine. Um, yeah, the upload speeds on fiber are totally fine. I don't need fiber on cable. It's, it's totally fine. And by the way, my upload speeds on, my upload speeds on Starlink are fine. I get 20, 20, uh, I get 20 megabits up. I'm only going up to 35 with cable, but the difference is it's the latency and the bi-directional part of it. 1080p blurs your huge pores. I tried to do the multiple Starlink setup. Remember that? I did, uh, I paid for, I had three dishes running. I, I bought like a $5,000 Peplink thing that was an internet uh, balancing load balancer, like a, like a ultra expensive one. And uh, Starlink doesn't allow for it. 
Starlink doesn't allow it. So, lots to talk about. <laughs> Hopefully they're bearing conduit in that trench. They are. They have a whole like machine trencher that's going to come do it. Uh, on YouTube, you got a bot telling people they want a prize. Is it that signal, the signal thing? Are you going to see Blink uh, on July third? Uh, probably. Is that I, I? I know I have tickets to see them, uh, so it'll depend when that is. How's everyone's day going? Lots to talk about today. The, all the details of um, all the details of the giveaway we'll talk about. Um, I've got some interesting stories, including a quote-unquote nuclear bomb full of emails um, about to get released about Disney, um, a based jujitsu person, and much, much more. Now, let's get after it. When are you doing the the thing movie review? Uh I don't know. I've done movie reviews before, people don't really care for them. So we all know that Disney is in disarray right now. Uh their last, I don't know, basically every movie they put out nowadays doesn't make any money. The live action remakes, whether it's Little Mermaid, as we know, at best broke even, but probably lost money. And understand that if you spend $300 million on something, breaking even is not uh, a victory. Uh, we have all of the hate around the Snow White remake, the uh, hilarity around them trying to float race swapping Hercules. So the Disney future is not bright. Star Wars future, not bright. Nobody cares about Star Wars movies anymore. They oversaturated the market. The last couple of Star Wars movies, I think they all probably made a little bit. One of them lost money, I think, but most of them probably made a little bit of money. We know that all of the money they spent on that Star Wars experience thing that they had in Disney, complete failure. They closed it down in like two years' time. Uh, we go to Marvel. Smaller and smaller and smaller returns for their movies. There was a big expose today about how Marvel essentially is giving up on the woke nonsense because they're getting crushed. Nobody cares about the Avengers when it's not Iron Man, Black Widow, the Incredible Hulk, um, you know, and uh, the the core crew. Nobody cares about them. Nobody cares about Ironheart's, you know, Riri Williams' Ironheart. Nobody cares about Miss Marvel. Nobody cares about Captain Marvel. Nobody cares about. Monica Rambeau. Nobody cares about She-Hulk. That very same article, by the way, revealed that the cost per episode for She-Hulk, hold on to your hats, was $25 million. If you've seen She-Hulk, you know how terrible it looked. I am telling you, the budget per episode, $25 million. That means they spent... $200 million producing eight episodes, if my math is right. 
$200 million on that. They, it was a financial disaster. That's just, I mean, that's, have I covered everything? Lucasfilm's, you know, Indiana Jones, fran- Indiana Jones franchise, dead. Dial of Destiny lost $300 million. Now, a rumor of a, quote, nuclear bomb full of emails and notes detailing Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm's story group's disgusting behavior set to be released. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. It couldn't have come at a better time. In the wake of Gina Carano putting Kathleen Kennedy, by the way, this is via bonding into comics.com. Good reporting on their part on this. In the wake of Gina Carano putting Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm on blast, a new rumor details that a, a massive trove of emails and notes about Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm story group members revealing how bad their behavior is will be made public in the very near future. The rumor comes in the wake of Kathleen Kennedy being lampooned by South Park and recent comments by Gina Carano summarizing how Kennedy treated her when she was fired from The Mandalorian. Reacting to a clip from South Park joining the Pandaverse, Carano wrote, quote, This is the part where Kathleen Kennedy demands any YouTubers get censored off YouTube for sharing and laughing at this hilarious episode. She'll have YouTube disable the thumbs down option because they are the ratio she'll receive. Then she'll have her publicist, Ghouls, make sure Variety and Hollywood Reporter run hit pieces about South Park creators and their families smearing their names through every useful idiot she has under her thumb who would sell their soul to work for Lucasfilm. Well, we know that we already saw articles in The Hollywood Reporter covering this. Here's The Hollywood Reporter. South Park mocks Kathleen Kennedy, Disney Discovery. I mean, they ran, in, they ran defense for her, tried to blame uh, Kevin Feige. Which, by the way, I blame Kevin Feige too. Like, I get, see, I understand why the mainstream media is trying to say blame Kevin Feige because they're literally trying to uh, pass the buck. And, and make it a man's fault. But I'm not letting Kevin Feige off the hook. Kevin Feige um, flew too close to the sun. He had a good thing. That good thing ended with Endgame. Uh, then he thought, hey, great idea. Let's just focus on the skin color of the characters and not writing good stories. And to be fair, they have made bad Marvel movies with their core um, with their core actors, but then it became all they cared about. And we see this with the Marvels, which has now gone different predictions. First, it was 75 to like 150 million opener for the Marvels, which would be a disaster by their, by their numbers, which doesn't sound that bad. But again, that movie needs to make six, 700 million just to break even. Now new estimates say 35 to 45 million, which is impossible for me to believe. I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted. Uh, if that movie made less than $50 million at the box office. I suppose we'll see in a few weeks. She wrote then she'll activate their online mob to repeat the South Park creators are racist, bigot, transphobes, and demand South Park creators publicly apologize by only using words she approves of. We talked about this. And finally, she'll demand they subject themselves to a re-education course of 45 people in the LGBTQ community Zoom call to sit there and listen to how badly they got their feelings hurt all over a little boop of a South Park episode, she concluded, but maybe the jig is up. Crowner would reveal in another post under Kennedy's leadership at Lucasfilm, she was asked to unfollow people on social media because they said a bad thing about Kathleen Kennedy. 
I mean, if that's true, which by the way, I 100% believe Gina Carano when she says that this is true. Um, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, but wouldn't that be like absolutely hilarious on every, on every level? You have emails inside of like inside of Disney, a multi-billion dollar corporation, right? A multi-billion dollar corporation sending emails crying about YouTubers making fun of her. It was already like this hilarious, the idea of it to me was, the very idea of it was laughable to me. Hilarious in every conceivable way. But if there's actual email evidence of this, uh, wow. Now, in the wake of the two posts, YouTuber Drunk 3PO, which if you know, he is a very good friend of Gina, noted on Culture Casino's Late Night Culture that this nuclear bomb would soon be made public. He asserted, quote, the day is coming, the day is coming, I know the day is coming, where there is a lot of emails, there are a lot of notes that someone has collected. I presume it's Gina Carano. And when you see this stuff, it will blow your face off as to how disgusting this woman is. Kathleen Kennedy and all the people running Lucasfilm, especially over there at the storyboard group. So you guys get just got a little taste of what's to come. A little bit later during the stream, he had it again. There's something, there's a nuclear bomb that's coming. Just be ready. All of our YouTube channels will benefit once this stuff hits. Now, I'm not sure uh, exactly what this means, you know, for, you know, the main scene press, are they going to care? Uh, no, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that they, they probably care at all. Um, you know, will it create a bunch of fodder for YouTubers? Oh, sure. I mean, sure. It just, it just generates a ton more uh, negative press. I mean, there's no doubt about that, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hilarious to me if this email list or, you know, pile of emails comes out where she's naming specific YouTubers saying like, Hey, these people are bad. I almost wonder if that opens them to a lawsuit. Now I may be a stretch. I realize that, but who knows what's in these emails? You know, if a channel's big enough, like let's say my channel's mentioned specifically in some way, shape, or form, maybe I want discovery on that email chain. Maybe I'm worried that there's some sort of discrimination or what if there's collusion between YouTube? You know, Gina alluded to the fact that she'll reach out to YouTube and do all this kind of stuff. What if it proves that there's some sort of shenanigans and de-boosting within YouTube at Kathleen Kennedy's request? I think it's pretty safe to say that we know that the reason YouTube got rid of the dislike button is not to help small creators. Like they said, it's to help Disney and mega corporations to not get ratioed into oblivion. That's what they did. That's why they got rid of it. Anybody who thinks they got rid of it just to help the little guy. Uh, I got news for you. They got rid of it because every time Star Wars would put out a new trailer or a new show or something like that, it would get 20,000 dislikes and it was terrible. Um, you know, I happen to have a half 
Asian lawyer uh, that represents me, maybe it'd be fun to go down that rabbit hole. You know, maybe they give me an in and I see that they, maybe they discriminated against me. You know, it might be fun to go down that rabbit hole and see what's in all those emails. If they were telling, for example, people to, you know, specifically not do interviews, it seems I'm not a lawyer, but tortious interference, perhaps if they're saying, hey, you can't go on these people's shows because they said something mean, maybe that'd be an interesting lawsuit. I'm, you know, I've got a lot of lawyer friends who probably be able to weigh in on that. You know, it, it, would it be worth it financially? Who knows? But maybe you could find someone to do a pro bono and say, hey, I need to see what else. I need to pull all the emails at Disney and see anytime they mention the quartering or my name or something like that and see, you know, are they actively keeping stars off my channel because that's hurting my business? Um, you know, that kind of stuff. So it could be potentially very, very spicy. And I'm absolutely here for it, especially given the content drought that's been going on the last 90 days. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it and subscribe or follow down below. Uh, Wicca says, we had a swatting happen last night in a town close to me. Luckily, no one was hurt. If you don't mind, please follow my channel here on Rumble. There's a link in there. Robert333 says, I wish I could do more. Proud of you, Jeremy. My family and friends love your hot cocoa. I try to use everyone's codes next order. I'll be using Jay's and a legion of memers next. Hey, thank you so much. Everything helps. And I appreciate that greatly. Um, it'd be interesting to see if there's like any direct mentions. Jack uh, Decker says, you need to make Tuesdays into Tuesday tweets where you read tweets live. You were on fire yesterday on X. I have people were getting mad. Dude, I'm so sick of Twitter. Like, I just, I don't know. Do I just have like, um, you know... You know, like, uh, you know, do I just have a, like, I, I was, I just commented about, I just commented about how the terrible thing that happened in hockey, like my, my hockey, the, the guy gets his neck, neck sliced up and literally dies on the ice. Just brutal thing to see. And the entire narrative on Twitter is about him being black. And I'm just like, for frick's sake, you know, um, Look, charge the guy with reckless endangerment or unintentional manslaughter or whatever the thing, whatever it is, you know? Um, but it has nothing to do with him being black. And then my response were like, I had like hundreds of people in my replies that follow me that were like, no, dude, it's totally different because he's black. He's totally different because it's black. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I just got so like, yesterday was a day on Twitter where I was just like, I mean, I get the memes, you know, despite making up 0.001% of, uh, of professional hockey, they committed 100% of the murders. Fine. That's funny. Okay. You can make that joke. I'm not the joke police. Um, but I don't like the race bait stuff. Um, you know, it, it's just like um, everybody, you know, in, and maybe it's just like, maybe I need to purge who I follow and like, so I don't see all this cringe grifting. So Rachel Zegler, uh, in big trouble. Rachel Zegler in big trouble again. Can you believe it? Isn't that, is, can you even believe it?
aren't you mixed? Me? I have black dads, but not they aren't my birth dads. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What makes a difference, though, is that how it's covered. That's true, okay? Like, that is true, and I, and I don't disagree with that. But all the people that I quote tweeted were not talking about how the media was covering it. They were just doing this stupid thing where they're like, hmm, black person does bad thing. Curious, don't you think? Jeremy, will your coffee run coffee have a limited time Christmas flavor? Uh, yes, we will have four different Christmas flavors, four. And, uh, you'll be able to hear about all that very soon. It's just so toxic. And like, maybe, you know, the thing is, maybe it's just that I'm older now. It's probably just that I'm older now. And that uh, I just have less tolerance for it. That's probably what it is. You know what I'm saying? The people want to talk about how the media covers it, then we'll agree. But that's not what I was seeing. <laughs> that's because you have a lot of overtly racist fans, Jeremy. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Profit of your haters Tuesday tweeting. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would any I don't know why anyone would get the idea that I'm cool with racist stuff. Has anybody who watches my stream, do you guys has I ever given the impression that I'm okay with that stuff? You want to make the odd joke or whatever here and there, that's fine. Um, but I don't think yeah. I've ever put out the the <laughs> the idea that You know, that I was okay with the, with that shit. I'm not. I, th I think it's dumb. Oh, the reason I said to you is because the degree of separation from insanity is necessary. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to point out media double standards. A hundred percent, you know. I And I do that all the time. But uh, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't play with uh, collectivism and I don't play with racist stuff, like overtly actual racist stuff. You know what I mean? Racism is dumb unless it's dumb funny. It's got to be tasteful. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like you can't make a racial joke, you know, like uh, Chappelle's jokes about you know, his, uh, his bit on like, uh, and wife swap was like hilarious. Um, so other interesting stuff, lots and lots in the news today. I wanted to talk about this individual. So I've always, or I've often talked about, you know, biological men, coming in to biological women's sports 
and taking away spots, taking away positions. Uh, and I, I don't agree with that. Uh, if there is an open division where everyone could compete, sure. But when it is a division that is divided by one's gender and biology, then a, someone who was born, born a biological man, I don't care how many you know, chemicals they pump into their body, they shouldn't be able to compete. Sorry, you know, competing on a collegiate swimming team to take scholarships away from other people is not a human right. Um, you know, contrary to you know what these weirdos um, may want you to believe. You know, they they have a right to exist and and not be harassed and all this kind of stuff, just like everyone else. But uh, they don't have a right to compete at you know the collegiate level. They're allowed to go swimming in a swimming pool, but they're not allowed to take spots away from biological women. Now. A woman recently, I said, I've said all along, by the way, the only people that are going to fix this is women. Men cannot fix this. We can't. Men are incapable of fixing this. Women have to stand up and do it because quite frankly, women are what made this happen in the first place. Sorry, ladies, I love you, but feminists are the ones that pushed for this in the first place. You know, men were not saying that you need to let men, biological men, swim against you in the swimming pool. Women were saying that. And now it's some sports have been getting uh, more based, so to speak. They've been getting more, um, you know, open to, uh, you know, just saying enough is enough. You know, we see these biological men competing in. Uh, you know, women's powerlifting and all this absurd stuff. The only people that can make it stop is the women itself. And perhaps, you know, maybe men could take it to the absurd. We talked about, there was this one story about a biological man on a rugby team who was literally like destroying people on the field. We talked about perhaps, you know, 10 men could form a team, uh, 10 like super fit buff dudes form a team, say they identify as women and go in there and just destroy everyone 100 to zero, that would be another way is that you go, you, you take it to the absurd. You, you, uh, you, know, you take it to a level of absurdity where um, somebody has to say, like, okay, fine. You know? Well, a woman jiu-jitsu tournament, um, a woman quit a jiu-jitsu tournament after being forced to fight a biological man prompting the association to change its rules. That's how you do it. Absolute W, absolute hero. Female martial artists refused to participate in a tournament last weekend after men took over the women's category. In an interview with Redux, the female athletes expressed a fear for their safety as biologically male competitors have repeatedly infiltrated their sport. I wonder if it has anything to do with being able to roll around on the ground with a woman. I just wonder. And it worked. That is the most important part. As of Saturday, the North American Grappling Association has officially changed its policy regarding trans athletes. The Georgia Grappling Championship saw an all-male women's podium on October 21st. Three men, all one. But guys, they don't have any biological advantage. They must have been the most prepared. 
They must have been the most prepared, you bigots. Like, why are you, why would you say that, why are you lying and saying they have some sort of advantage, bigot? The female athletes reportedly were not even notified that they would have to be um, matched up with biological men. And this wasn't and this wasn't supposed to happen anymore. NAGA received widespread criticism in September after a female Brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete had not been informed she would be competing against a male. Uh, Taylor Moore posted a clip of her fight against James Alice McPike on her Instagram, noting the 65-pound weight difference between the two competitors. Immediately following the backlash, NAGA clarified its policies on trans inclusion. NAGA does not require biological women to compete against trans women. Instead, we give the choice to the biological woman, and if they decline, they compete in the division only with other biological women. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like they're passing the buck on the woman, and they're ma- and they're and they're saying, "Hey, you know, this is such a lily-livered, like yellow-bellied position." Instead of coming out and saying. You know what? No. Not happening. Not allowed. Instead of they instead of doing that, they're saying, well, it's not us saying that. The women. The women are the ones that have to that have to, you know, uh declare whether or not they want to fight against the men. So it's not us being transphobic, it's the women. According to the athletes, though, this policy was of course not upheld. The women had no choice whatsoever. Quote, I honestly never thought this would happen in a contact sport, especially not my contact sport. Professional martial artist Jason Jaden Alexander said, when I saw him, I was so shocked and I didn't know how to respond. Following last weekend's event, many people spoke out in support of female athletes, including Outkick's Riley Gaines. Riley is going to be on the show soon, by the way. In the name of inclusivity and feminism, males are brutally pummeling women and being awarded for it, Gaines wrote. Think about the message this sends. Donald Trump Jr. also weighed in. Something I definitely don't have on my, didn't have on my bingo card a few years ago was Donald Trump Jr. male feminist. It's time to stand against this insanity. Where are all the soccer moms? Why have they allowed themselves to be bullied into silence as we all know they don't believe in any of this? You know, and that's the, the, that's the truth of it. You know, it's, that's just, I mean, that's the truth of it. You know, it, it, they, 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 they need to stand up for it themselves. And tennis legend Martina Navratilova, who has been an outspoken advocate for women in sports, noted the pervasiveness of this problem. So it's not just a couple of athletes here and there. Because that's, the, that's essentially the gaslight that they've been doing. Usually when you, when you push back against this and you're like, hey, you know, something's kind of wonky here, you know. People will gaslight you and be like, why are you making such a big deal about it? Why are you making such a big deal? It's like one person. It almost never happens. Then, of course, you see things like this where it's, uh, you know, not 
it's not isolated to just one person, is it? It's lots of people. And it's, conti- and it's pervasive and it's growing. Now, I don't know because I don't know any biological men who want to compete against biological women. And I feel like I would have to know many of them to make a judgment. But I think there are several possibilities. One, perhaps maybe they really just really just need to be affirmed. That's possible. I also believe it's possible that they're creeps and they want to roll around on the ground with women or they're creeps and they want to be in the women's locker room changing with women, exposing themselves to women. That's what, you know, that's personally what I believe. I can't prove that. I absolutely can't prove that. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know. But, you know, the fact of the matter is we don't know. Now the Jiu-Jitsu Association has changed its policy. During the October 21st tournament, there were more males participating than women in many of the women's divisions. Is there some sort of relation to jujitsu and being trans? I've never seen that link made. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, there is no, there is something else at play here. There is something else at play here. So then they changed the policy division for cisgender females. We will have a division for only cis females. Trans females will not be entered into these divisions. Division options for trans females. They must compete in the men's division. Good. We hope that simplicity of this reverse policy um, will avoid any future occurrences. Now it's going to obviously, it's going to be Curious to see if they actually enforce any of this. You see Riley Gaines praises female jiu-jitsu athletes for refusing to fight against men. This is the power of the boycott. When the women get together and they say, we're not doing this. We're not rolling around on the ground with a biological male who's Papa one probably. Just so that, just because too, too many people are afraid of getting canceled. You know what I mean? That's how this happens. This is like, honestly, how, why I've changed my position. It's been eroded. My position on like live and let live has, you know, essentially been completely eroded uh, because live and let live is how we got here. You know, ah, don't worry about it. Ah, don't worry about it. Ah, don't worry about it. Then there's more biological men than women in the women's category. And, and nobody's, and nobody's looking around being like, what the flip? What's going on? This isn't right. So kudos to these women based. Awesome. Keep it up, ladies, because this is how you protect your sports. Uh, I saw you. Who said that? Somebody said they, they bought the $50 in coffee or whatever. I saw you making up for your bet. I, I had you highlighted and then I, I missed it. Yeah, slippery slope sociology. It, it's definitely an interesting time out there where you just really hope that people start pushing back. So I wanted to, oh, first let me let you guys know this stream is sponsored by CBD Distillery, cbdistillery.com. 
Look, I have been looking at alternative natural options to help me with my own anxiety. And uh, I wouldn't be telling you this if it wasn't true. And I have been, if you've been watching my stream, I've been taking CBD for some time. Some of the statistics they shared with me is 90% uh, of customers report better sleep with CBD. 81% of customers say help CBD helps them out with stress and anxiety. And 80% report less pain and physical activity. Now I can say personally, I have been taking CBDistillery.com's products for the past almost two months now, including their balm for sore muscles. And I am absolutely seeing a positive effect. I feel like I'm sleeping better. I feel like I'm having less stress and anxiety. Now the full a CB, distillery, CB distillery has a full range of carefully formulated CBD and other plant-based solutions packed with whole body healing plant compounds. It's 100% clean ingredients, no artificial flavors or preservatives. It's even recommended by Dr. Kevin Fry, Mayo Clinic trained internist and preventative health specialist with over 2 million satisfied customers. If you're frustrated with a health concern, it's not getting better, give CBD a try and trust the source I trust, cbdistillery.com. And I'll get you right with a 20% off discount with my code, the quartering at checkout. No prescription required. That's cbdistillery.com, promo code, the quartering for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com. I'll put it in the chat too. It's also in the description. You know, people ask, which is the one I take? I usually take, um, now they've rebranded. So the old package looks a little bit different, but it's the five milligrams CBN and 15 milligrams CBD. That's the one I take. Obviously there's some other ones I have with other products. I also have this relief stick, which I actually really like. It smells good, works good. They also have gummy, gummies and all that kind of stuff. So check them out. The products aren't that bad. I mean, you get 20% off if you use my coupon. So, and if you subscribe to it, you get 30% off. So that's, that's base too. So I have a question about what you guys want me to do. Okay. About this contest. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. Hey, great pill. Appreciate you. All right. So many of you know that Monday I'm starting this giveaway thing to help get more people to come into the stream and to reward, reward the people who view here, right? So there's 1500 people in here and 120 prizes. So if <laughs> right now your chances are very, very good of winning something, there's 120 prizes. So there's a gaming computer for meta PC. There's a PlayStation five and Xbox series X. There's the $500 Rivendell Lego set. There's coffee brand, coffee stuff. There's uh, three or four other Lego sets. There's 60 different $70 gift cards, 20 for steam, 20 for uh, Nintendo eShop, 20 for Amazon. I've got, I went to Walgreens to try and get some because they have Walgreens has like a gift shop thing. I shouldn't have even asked. So I just printed these out. I'm going to put them all up on the set behind me. I went to Walgreens because they have a gift. They have like a gift card kiosk. And I just wanted a couple so I could hold them up. And when I'm talking about it and I was like, uh, you know, I just grabbed them and I was going to walk out the door thinking like, whatever, you know, and then I happened to say, maybe I should ask. 
So I asked him and the guy was like, no, you can't take those. It was three gift cards. I'm like, well, I'm going to come back and I'll load them up or whatever. And he's like, no, you can't take them out here without activating them. I'm like, I should have just walked out the door. That's what I get for being, that's what I get for being, you know, honest or whatever. Um, the, the question is, the question is, what's more important to rumble live stream views or views in general? Well, they want me to get my live stream numbers up. They want me to like six, seven, 8,000, I think. Um, you got to give people a chance who don't use social media. I haven't even told you how to enter yet. Every day on the live stream, I'm going to share a link. Okay. If you're watching the live stream, you can go enter. At 7 o'clock central time every night, entries will be cut off. That will allow people who aren't here for the whole stream um, to have a chance to watch it later. And uh, that cuts off. And then from that pool of people, I pull eight winners. I announce those eight winners the very next day. Now, what you won, you won't know until Cyber Monday. But you will know that you've been entered into the prize drawing. So every day... I'm going to pick eight people um, and then they won something maybe, you know, and we'll randomly assign the prizes live on November 24th. The question I didn't think I had to ask. The, so it's super, no strings attached, available um, internationally. Like if there's some weirdness where like you're in some, country and you can't use an Amazon gift card or whatever, whatever the case is, I'll figure out a way to get you something. You know what I mean? Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, um, the question is, the question was, my wife thinks that I should allow the winners. So when you enter, that I should allow the winners to pick the prize that they'd like to put their ticket into. Okay. So let's say spicy garden got selected. Okay. Spicy garden and Jacob and, and Shelly and Roger all got selected. You tune in. Like I pick you on Monday night. We tune in on to you tune in on Tuesday. You see that you won. Okay. Do I want, do you want everybody to win something, right? So either all 120 names go in the basket, all 120 names go in the basket, everybody wins something. So maybe you win two bags of coffee brand coffee, maybe you win the gaming computer, maybe you win the Xbox, the Steam Deck, whatever the case is. The problem with that, some people will perceive is they'll say, well, I don't want a stupid shitty coffee or I have a Nintendo Switch. I don't wanna win a Nintendo Switch. I wanna put my, my ticket in the box for the computer or I wanna put my ticket in the box for a gift card. I mean, there's 60 gift cards. Honestly, you know, most people probably want to put their ticket in for the computer or some of the higher price stuff. If you put your ticket in for the gift card, you're probably getting it. So do I, on the entry form, say which prize do you want to register for uh, and let people pick the, busket, the bucket they want to put their, their entry in? Or should I just uh, assign everything randomly? The drawback to letting you put your entry into a bucket means that if 20 people put their entry in a bucket for the computer, 
you have an incredibly good chance of getting it statistically, right? You have a 5% chance of winning. That's not nothing, right? But 19 people will win nothing then. That's the drawback. Now, I didn't think, I didn't think people would want that, but I ran a Twitter poll and like 67% of people said that they would rather put their name in the bucket for the actual item they want. Like, let's say hypothetically, you don't have a Nintendo Switch and you win a Nintendo Switch gift card. What, you know? Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. I want to add to this. So for like the gift card thing, there is no second prize in that pool. If you want to put your ticket, it's like you get it's like you're at a silent auction, you get a ticket. Cuz remember, remember you can win multiple tickets. So let's say your name get your name could be drawn 3 or 4 times over the period of those 15 days. You don't only you could win multiple prizes and that's how I want to let it that's how I want to let it run. You know, the same person might win some coffee and the computer, or they, they might win. I mean, hypothetically, someone could win the Xbox and the computer. Now, the thing is, I'll, if you really break it down, I know that some people will just sell the shit, and I don't care about that. That's fine, you know? I think that if I... And like, let's look at the gift cards, for example, right? I'm not going to buy them until people redeem for them. So let's say you win a, a Nintendo eShop gift card and you tell me, bro, I don't even have a Nintendo Switch. Can I get an Amazon gift card instead? I will, of course, allow people to make that. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have a PC, you don't need a Steam gift card. And you tell me, bro, I don't have a Steam. I don't have a Steam account. So can I get the Amazon gift card? I'm fine with that. 100% fine with that because I'll buy all the gift cards at once. You know what I mean? And they're just going to be digital codes anyway. I won't open myself up to um, rigging because I'll set it all up randomly and we'll stream drawing the names. So there's, I have software that will, that can do that. So it's not, this is more confusing than woke logic. Okay. Let me simplify it. Don't vote yet. There's going to be, you're going to type one or you're going to type two. Okay. One, which is the way I was going to default it is that there's 120 prizes and for and for 15 days, I pick eight winners a day. And then on, on the, on the, on the 24th, on that Monday, while we're streaming, we'll randomly assign prizes. We'll use the software randomly. Everyone gets a prize. Now you might have an Xbox and you win an Xbox. Boo-hoo. I don't feel bad for you. Okay. Or do you let people put their ticket in the bucket for the item that they actually want? But if you do that, then that means that there will be no second place. So if 20 people enter for the computer, 19 people will get nothing. That's number two. So it's the advantage of saying you could put in for something you actually want or everybody just gets something and maybe somebody gets something they don't need.
Okay, that's what I thought. See, that's what I thought. Oh, some people did. Okay, everyone wants one. Okay, there's a few people willing to gamble. Okay, that's what I figured. So that's how we're going to do it. There's 120 prizes. Basically, if your name gets picked, if your name gets picked, you know you won something. And you might have three entries. You might win three times over a period of three weeks. You know? Now, you might get really unlucky, and you might win three coffee brand coffee prizes, but that's just the way it works. But everyone gets something then. Yeah, uh, Aaron, you're actually right. Twitter is not your actual audience. I'm actually seeing that more and more. I'm seeing that more and more clearly these days, by the way. Like, it's very obvious that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, three bags of coffee doesn't suck. I mean, the coffee prizes aren't bad. They're like two... I mean, the, the worst coffee prize is like two bags of coffee. There's five people that get coffee for a year. Or I suppose you could get tea if you want. I don't see anyone here from your Twitter threads. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think Twitter is like weird. I have like a different, I have a completely different audience on Twitter. A locals community drawing for only locals members. I want more benefits for my membership. I'll give you more benefits for your membership, but I cannot charge money for an entry. Then it becomes gambling. So I can't do that. Uh, but I do want to give you more benefits. You know. Bill Tong. Well, Bill Tong would have to ship like, you know, I don't know if he can ship internationally and all that kind of stuff. So it sounds like everyone's more re, re uh, you know, people are cool just, just winning something, which I, is what I appreciate. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, exciting Zoom call. Um, would that be exciting? So everyone understands how the contest works now, right? Every day... For 15 days, starting Monday, I will pick eight people from each stream. Each stream, I will say, I will give you a link and I'll give you a password for the day. You know, like the old radio shows, right? This is my, this is my password or whatever the, the thing or whatever. Um, and then you'll enter it and you don't need social media. You don't need any of that shit. You just, you put it in and you, uh, and, you know, all prizes will be uh, signed randomly on Monday live. Jack Decker says, option three, can do bucket, but losers get a gift card. Mm, I would do losers would get like coffee brand coffee or something like that. Because a $70 gift card is a pretty nice prize. I would suspect people would take that. 
You know, that's a I I pick seventy dollars so it would be like a free video game, essentially, you know. Or you could, you know, spend it on whatever the hell you want, really. Hey, a Florida critic hit. Yeah, I think the coffee is a nice prize. I mean, that's that's the worst case is you get a couple bags of coffee for free. The best case is you get a gaming computer or you get an Xbox. I've already started. The prizes have already started arriving. Like the Xbox and the PlayStation and the and the Switch are here. Um, the Steam Deck is here. Um, I think I'm only waiting on some Lego. In fact, actually, hold on a second. Do you guys think those Lego kits are cool? I didn't know. Um... These are the free gifts for the week. How many set? Um, do you think that th that's a cool gift? I thought Lego is a cool gift because it's expensive. And like people don't necessarily want, like people don't want to spend $500 on the, on the freaking um, on the Lord of the Rings set, you know? Okay. So that's a cool prize. I did the I did the, like the Atari, the NES Rivendell. Um actually I'm doing two of the NES. Two of uh one of Rivendell and uh I think I th you know a, a Mario one. Okay, so I was looking at the ROG Ally. I was going to put it in the contest. I could do that. I could drop some of the gift cards. I didn't know if people would be excited about that. I didn't know if everyone knew that was what that was going to be. I actually had it in the cart. Should I get it? I also have an ultra-wide monitor in here, too. Like, should I, should I put the Asus thing in there? I thought about that, but I didn't think people enough people would know what the hell it is. Video graphics card again is another one. Like you could win it, you don't even have a PC. You know, so that's kind of a, a tough one. Yeah, the there's an ultra wide, a 35 inch ultra wide Samsung monitor in there. King of Biltong. Yeah, I see people like the monitor. Yeah. I should I just get a second monitor instead of the other handheld? The monitor I bought is Hold on. Some of the stuff I'm just gonna buy when it you know, when somebody wins. So that I'm not, you know, sitting on it. But I was looking at the Odyssey G5. It's a 34-inch ultra-wide monitor. I just, you know, why would I pay twice to ship it? I suppose I could get get it and ship it to uh, ship it twice, just so I could have it on the set, so people could see the. Pri I want people to get hyped about the prize. That's why 
Dude, like, I went back to crafts, you know, arts and crafts, and, like, made these to put up on the set. I made these little guys and these little guys so that, like, I could put them up so people get excited about it. King of Biltong says, Good afternoon from Anton's and Roanoke. Free shipping with your Biltong using code THEQ, one word, on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. But unable to join for a week, but I've been listening in today. I appreciate you. By the way, I can personally say that the uh, Wagyu, or Wagyu, depending on how people want to pronounce it, is super delicious. Um... If you win an item, are you eligible for other prizes? Nope. You could win multiple prizes. Jack Decker, honestly, I'd only want a Lego or a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be some options, like, if you're like, I don't want the Switch, or I don't know, whatever the case is. I could let people switch, but I don't know, like, Part of that gets messy then, you know? If you do the Asus Ally, don't do the light version. I was looking at... it's. It seemed like people were just... Um, people were like... Saying that the smaller one was not was like just as good as a bit it's like a better value is that true the uh not the seven inch but the this is expensive it's eight it's whoa it's way more expensive than the steam deck too don't they have like a, a not a seven inch but like a smaller screen you could let whoever gets their name pick pick their prize in order uh no because then i don't want to do that because it opens up to like, you know, all sorts of other stuff. It's, we decided everyone just gets something randomly assigned. That's it. You know, if you want to tell me, I don't want that. I won't ship it to you. You know, I don't know how you want. Anyone is happy to win stuff. I want a copy of Muppets inside the 90s, and I still smile thinking about it. Yeah, that's that's kind of a cool prize, though. Just just pictures of me like headshots. I mean, I can I can reduce the number of gift cards and put more physical prizes in, but I thought people seeing that there's 60 gift cards. I mean, do the math: 60 gift cards that I'm paying seventy dollars each for. That's a lot of money. I could do less gift cards and get more physical products. It doesn't matter. I have a budget of ten thousand dollars. It doesn't really matter to me how I spend it. You know. You pressed this before, but what headphones are you using? These are um, Sennheiser HD six fifties. I don't think they're probably even like the newest one they have. I figure gift cards are like universal, like 70 bucks is a, you know, gift cards are gay. Real prizes are better. Allow people to switch down. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you're like, I got this NES Lego set, I would rather have just give, give me a gift card. I'd probably allow that. I'd probably allow that on a case by case. It's right around Christmas. You can always re-gift a lot of this stuff too. I think I have a pretty diverse mix of stuff. I thought about maybe some arcade one-ups, but then that definitely creates an issue for international. Yeah, I probably allow switch downs. That's probably true. Keep it simple. Whatever happened in the boxing match you lined up, he backed out. Yeah, I suppose like there's certainly gift cards can replace almost anything. There's lots of coffee and tea prizes. There's um, 20 different people will win two bags of coffee of their choice. 10 people will win the coffee brand coffee hat. Um, and a bag of coffee, 10 people will win a snack pack, and five people will win a year supply of coffee. And five people will win custom video shoutouts from me. Jeremy Body Pillow. Um, I thought ammo was something too, but that's different. People, like, I wouldn't want, like, ammo is tough because. I, I'm pretty particular about the ammo I shoot, so it'd have to be like, you know, I don't know. People are weird about ammo. Can we see the hat? Uh, yeah. I've worn it a few times. It's, it's more of a quartering hat, like a quartering cr crossover hat for... It's also CBC, but it's really quartering too. Yeah... Here, hold on a sec. This is it. This is the hat. You get that in a bag of coffee. But by the way, it's going to be free to enter. So starting Monday, all you have to do is be here. Um, and then what will happen, just like on the radio, I'll say today's password is whatever. And uh, you go to the link, you enter, you know, your email address and the password and that's it. Super simple. Super simple. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty interesting, you know? So no subscription to your channel or others as a gift. I don't even know how I could do that. I don't even think you can gift subs on, can you even gift subs on this platform? I don't think you can. I thought the competition was today. Sorry. It's going to be every day from next Monday through cyber Monday, eight winners a day. Um, I don't need to take a vacation. I look a little tired cause it was a little late night last night. I was up early this morning, but I feel good. I feel, I feel better than I look. Jack, why don't you get your sponsors to give us prizes? Yeah, I mean, who do you think gave me the Meta PC? 
Mova's not a sponsor anymore, you know? You can gift subs on locals. Okay. Well, I can do that. Sure. Could just be here to capture the code, enter the password on a website. Yep. You can enter every day. Did I dress up for darts? No, I didn't, but we won eight to four. Probably should have won 10 to two. Um, I missed I missed a, a single, instead of hitting a single 13, I accidentally hit a double. That cost us the game, one game. Every other game I won. Or one other game I played bad. I, I had a chance to win and I missed. I played one other bad game and then I won every other game. Want us to sponsor some Biltong? I mean, you could email me. I don't know, you know, we'd have to make that, I suppose, um, United States only, right? Yeah, you guys are incentivized. You guys are incentivized to uh, to not tell anybody. Well, here's the thing: if the, if the, if it doesn't work out, like if it doesn't work out, and I don't increase my numbers here on Rumble, then I'm you know they're probably not gonna you know fund this kind of stuff or promote this kind of stuff again. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Now I'm kind of mentioning what do you like better, three one or cricket? Um, it depends. I like both games. <laughs> Um, I'm probably better at cricket than I am at O one. I shot a, I got a Hattie last night. That was fun. You get a free shot for every hat trick you get. So I had, I had a Hattie. That's always fun getting a free shot. Can you exchange a gaming computer for a fart jar? Yeah. I'll allow that. I will allow that. Fart jars allowed. Ah, I forgot about the local shit again. Sorry, yeah. Have I thought about making a political documentary? No chance. Have you taken precautions to prevent people from submitting 10,000 entries on the website to scam the system? Of course. Yep. Yep. Jairo Murphy says, thanks for being one of the most consistent content creators. Really enjoy your videos. Also, will you be joining us at 4.30 avocado time for Salty's restream tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll stop by. Make my presence known in chat. Here's a really interesting topic. It turns out that people in Hollywood have just been caught inside these super huge mega corporations like at HBO using sock accounts to whine and complain to essentially harass critics who give their woke trash shows bad reviews. So Hollywood Hollywood, who has consistently complained about review brigading and bots online dragging down review scores, turns out, turns out that they have been caught on multiple occasions using, using bot accounts. What a great story. What a great story. Did I see the Boogie documentary? Like Boogie2988 made a documentary? 
HBO bosses used secret fake accounts to troll TV critics and argue with uh, viewers in comment sections. In June 2020, Casey Bloys, HBO's then president, the president of HBO, was involved in this crap. The Presidente. He needed someone to go on, quote, a mission. Bloys, who was named HBO's CEO and chairman in October of 2022, was irked by a single tweet from Vulture TV critic Catherine Van Arendonk, who had some thoughts about Perry Mason's HBO series starring Matthew Rees as a private detective turned defense attorney. I didn't even know they made that show. The remake of the 1960 show carves out whatever, whatever, whatever. Bloys was annoyed. According to text messages reviewed by Rolling Stone and sent uh, and sent Van Aaron Donk's tweet to Kathleen McCaffrey, HBO's senior vice president. So the CEO and the senior vice president are butthurt about a review that didn't like one of their new shows. And this is what they were spending their time on. Okay. Sent to the senior vice president, quote, maybe a Twitter user should tweet that that's a pretty blithe response to what soldiers legitimately go through on the battlefield, he texted. He was literally asking her, to, and he, he went on to say, do you have a secret handle? Couldn't we say, especially given that it's D-Day, to dismiss soldiers' experience like that is pretty disrespectful? This must be answered. This is actually disgusting for a couple of reasons. The first, obviously, the soccer punch Sock, sock accounts to argue with critics is pathetic and hilarious. But second of all, they're, they're using soldiers' trauma because they're worried about bad reviews. He's basically like, yeah, you should go in there and, 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 and stand on the graves of our troops because we got a bad review. Bloys was serious. Quote, who can go on a mission? He asked McCaffrey, according to the messages, adding that they needed to find a mole at arm's length from the CBHBO executive team. Sorry. We just need a random to make the point and make her feel bad. Eventually, Bloys landed on a rebuttal to Van Arendonk, according to a message, a somewhat elitist take. Is there anything more traumatic for men and now women than fighting in a war? Sorry if that seems too convenient for you. The exchange was one of at least six instances between June 2020 and April 2021 in which the CEO of HBO discussed what they called a secret army to fire back at several TV critics on Twitter, as well as anonymous commenters on articles about HBO programming, according to texts exchanged reviewed by Rolling Stone. In this case, the two decided not to hit back at Van Aaron Donk online, but in numerous instances, the HBO execs did just that, trolling television critics with snarky responses from fake Twitter accounts and dropping pro-HBO comments on trade publication stories. These people probably make seven figures a year, and this is what they're doing.
So they said Rolling Stone reviewed the metadata source associated with the messages and verified their authenticity by linking the sender of the messages to a phone number registered to McCaffrey. What's more, in four of six cases, the language of the text is an exact match for the language of the anonymous accounts. HBO didn't even dispute the legitimacy of the messages when approached by Rolling Stone. In a statement, an HBO spokesperson said that it would not comment on select exchanges between programmers and errant tweets. Then Aaron Donk confirmed she wrote the tweet, but declined to comment further. The messages are part of a trove of material being prepared for a previously unreported wrongful termination lawsuit filed in L.A. Staffer Sully Tamori against HBO, McCaffrey, and all these other weirdos, as well as other, you know, The Weeknd, apparently, and two producers for American Idol. So it's some frivolous lawsuit, but we get all of this exposed. Now, of course, a lawsuit alleges that they joined HBO in 2015, working as a temp, and then they got laid off. Don't really care. That's not the story. You know what? Quote, Casey is looking for a tweeter. He's mad at Alan Sepinwall from Rolling Stone. Can our secret operative please tweet at Alan's review? Quote, Alan is always predictably safe and scared in his opinions. And then we have to delete this text chain, right? Oh my God, I just got scared. When approached for comment about the lawsuit and messages, the attorney, of course, said, no, 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 I'm sure. McCaffrey had come to Tamori to create fake accounts back in June 2020, explaining Bloys was obsessed with Twitter and always wants to pick a fight on Twitter, according to the messages. So, But they didn't have any actual stones to comment directly using his account. You know what I mean? Martina says Tamori created fake accounts to comply with the boss's request. And like many young employees starting out their career, it was important to Sully to not only perform at a high level, but to seek opportunities. In April 2021, the Nevers premiered and became a sore spot for boys after critics largely panned the Joss Whedon steampunk fantasy series. This time, the target of Bloy's ire was Rolling Stone chief TV critic Alan Sepinwall for his two and a half star review. That day, a brand new created account under the name of Kelly Shepard, a self-described Texas mom and herbalist, replied to Seppenwall's tweet about his review, repeating the exact statement that the CEO expressed. I mean, look at the account, Kelly SH3888935. I mean, isn't that obvious? When the New York Times chief TV critic, James Don't Give a Crap, tweeted that the Nevers feels like watching a show that someone mysteriously deleted 25% of the scenes from, Blois sent the tweet to McCaffrey. According to the message, maybe our friend needs to say what a shock it is that two middle-aged white men are dunking on a show about women. Look at that! Isn't that interesting? So they're depl- they're deploying, employing like feminist shamed a man, a male CEO was deploying feminist uh, talking points. Boys wrote McCaffrey responded, "I effing hate these people." Yes. So then you can see here it is. How shocking that two middle aged white men, you and Hale, are dumping on a show about women. So all these people online who who uh, 
are defending a lot of these woke shows appear to be actual employees at Hollywood studios. They're not actual people who are, they're not actually people who watch the shows. These are Hollywood employees. McCaffrey hit up Tamori again a few days later uh, after another review in Rolling Stone, according to text this time for a three-star review of the mayor of Easttown. His Highness needs another one, McCaffrey wrote. We need our friend to call out Alan for mayor. Blois allegedly wanted the troll account to post Alan misses on succession and totally misses here because he's busy virtue signaling later that day. So again, they're playing both sides of the SJW thing. The Shepherd account then posted the exact same message later the day. It wasn't just critics' opinions that Blois paid attention to. He would also fixate on anonymous commenters on Deadline articles about HBO programming. Blois needed another stealthy poster after HBO's shock decision to cancel Run, the rom-com thriller produced by Fleabag's Phoebe Waller-Bridge and feminist and destroyer of Indiana Jones. The CEO was upset with an anonymous user on Deadline's article about the show's cancellation who criticized his leadership. Quote, wasn't a good show and harshly unveils Bloy's era cynicism of HBO development. Try making a show that can actually inspire people. Great TV doesn't have to be ugly. So people, he's, he's employing, he's telling, he's spending time reading comments on articles and then telling senior vice president and other under underlings that they need to create sock accounts to argue with these. Can our friend post Blois asked, according to the text, someone actually says we went downhill after HBO's former president, a programming Michael Lombardo left. Please have them post. Hi, David Levine. HBO seems just fine. Hours later, Bloy's wording was posted verbatim to the comment section. <laughs> HBO is dying. Ter mo terrible move. What's even on HBO anymore these days? I mean, as September reports from Vulture suggested a PR firm had gamed Rotten Tomato system to boost the client's rating. Well, we all knew that. All these reviews, all these idiots arguing with you online about how this woke stuff is actually awesome. Turns out that they may just be employees of HBO and Hollywood. Absolutely hilarious. I mean, absolutely unbelievable, awesome in every conceivable way. Hilarious. So, by the way, if you're watching right now, make sure that you leave a like on the video. If you haven't yet, uh, please do drop a follow down below. Tomorrow, we, tomorrow and Friday, we have guests, both Ryan Cannell and then Friday. I forget who I said it was Friday. So that'll be fun. And, uh, and uh, it should be a fun week leading into next week where we've got you know, a big promo for the show. Lots of stuff going on. And, and hopefully um, some big live streams going on. See you later. See you tomorrow.